Okay. Good morning. Actually, as I always say, I'd rather say good evening. It is the evening, but this is Sunday morning's message. So good morning to all. Uh, before we get going, um, let's start out with a, with a word of prayer and prepare our hearts for what God has to say to us this morning. Precious Father, we come before you in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank and praise you that this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, accept the Lord build the house. Them that labor, labor in vain, Father. So, Father, we know that you are the vine, we are the branches. Without you, we can do nothing. Without you, we can hear nothing. Without you, we can see nothing. So open our eyes, Father, that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Pray a special prayer for our pastor and his wife and his family, Father, that you would continue to bless him with insights and during this time that they have a time of safety, relaxation, and, and, and enjoying the fellowship one to another, Father. Father, we also pray a special prayer for those that are suffering in the Tetelestai phalanx and also throughout the world, Father. Your scripture says you sent your word and it healed them. And you also said you know the thoughts that you think towards us, thoughts of good, not of evil, to bring us to an expected end. So, Father, cause me to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. We ask these and all the blessings in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. As I've said before and said, and Pauletta actually said to me, I need to get new jokes. But um, I always say about us Baptist preachers, we, we like, we take pride. In, in our titles, and, and Mrs. Brown is here with me um, um, this, this afternoon or this evening. But I am, I'm going to continue on the theme, uh, and this has been a really, um, I don't know what, what to say because the, my cup runneth over. That's all I can say about, about this study. But things about the Lord's Prayer that make you want to say, hmm, but it's going to be part 11 and we're still on the characteristics of God's model prayer. Now, be attentive to that word model prayer, because we're going to find out some things about the prayer <clears throat> in itself. Um, but today we want to talk about the dignity of causality. I'll say that again. The dignity of causality. And I actually stole that from a theologian, a French theologian, and I believe his name is, um, his, his, his name is um, Blaise, and I forget the last name right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to it once I have it in my notes. But, um, and then eventually where we want to go is we want to go into uh, Pasquale. That's what it is, Pasquale. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Blaise uh, Pasquale. Uh, and eventually we want to go into spiritual warfare and um, perhaps that'll be on the next message. So if you have your Bibles, and you do have your Bibles, because Mrs. Brown always brings her Bibles to church, um, turn to your Bible to 
or Bibles to Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And uh, <clears throat> this is the foundation for prayer and also the higher integration of human living in Christ Jesus. I'll say that again. This is the foundation for prayer and the higher integration of human living in Christ Jesus. And Paul wrote this in, in, in Philippians 2.1. He says, so if in Christ there is anything that will move you in Christ, anything that will move you, any incentive, uh, watch this, of love, in love, any fellowship in the spirit, any warmth or sympathy, I appeal to you. Uh, the New English translation says it this way. Any affections, any affection of mercy. The Mirror Bible by Francisco de Troyes, I'm, I'm, I'm into the Frenchmen, to, to, uh, the French theologians, but he says this, in Christ, our association is most intimate. We articulate his love story entwined in spirit communion and tender affections. That's what I like about the Mirror Bible. He truly expands on the scriptures. Now watch this. Complete my joy, Paul says. And this is kind of like our foundation for where we want to go. Complete my joy and be of the same mind. What is that, Paul? By having the same love. If there's anything that's needed today in the body of Christ is us being perfected in love. And if, and if I was in a Baptist church, I definitely would have got an amen on that one. Being united in spirit and having one purpose. Now watch it. Instead of being motivated by selfish ambition or vanity. And I think your King James Bible says vain glory. And in the Greek, it means self-esteem, empty pride, vain, and that means excessively high opinion of one's appearance. And you remember on the, on the, last, uh, on the, on the last lesson, we, 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 we did a study on um, the, 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 the parable in, in, in Luke uh, chapter 18 about the two people that went up to temple to pray. And one being a Pharisee and the other one being a tax collector. And I think, I think on probably on Wednesday, I'm going to get more into that because that, 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 that right there kind of depicts um, Christianity in the United States of America. Those, those, those two, those two, two examples um, um, in, in, in Luke chapter 18. And then he says this. Each of you should, in humility, be moved to treat one another as, watch it, as more important than yourself. Each of you should be concerned not only about your own interests, but about the interests 
of others as well. This is actually the ultimate humility of Jesus Christ because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were always concerned, not with themselves, but they were always concerned with the other. That's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his eternally begotten son and whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have the life of the next age now. But about the interests of others as well, you should have the, watch it, you should have the same attitude toward one another that Christ Jesus had. And, and that is the kenosis prescription. And the King James Bible, and it says it, and I, and I, and I like the way the King James Bible says this. Let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus. And then if you get a chance, continue to read because it, it turns out to end up in the universal saving significance of Jesus Christ where it says that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The ultimate humility of Jesus Christ, he became the savior of the world. The universal saving significance of Jesus Christ, the universal impact of the cross of Christ. In Philippians 2, 6 to 11. Some other verses, Romans 14, 11. Um, Isaiah 45, 23. And Revelation 13, 5. Oh, I got, I got past one page. So in Philippians 2, 13, Paul continues... 2, 12, and 13. Now watch this because this is, I think this is vital for such a time as this. This is vital for such a time as this. Paul says this. So my dear friends, just as you have obeyed when I was with you, now watch it, it is even more important for such a time as this. It is even more important that you obey now when I am away from you. I truly believe, this is, my own, this is my own thinking, I truly believe that God allowed this pandemic to wake up his children. In other words, go into your closet until the wrath of God is over. But during that time, he expected a growth spurt to take place. Because, because we no longer have, have any, any, um, any other people to look to. Or no, no more pats on the back because now you're in your, you're in your secret place. And a, lot of people, a lot of people would rather have the pat on the back than be in the secret place. But the true heroes in the kingdom of God are what is called invisible heroes. Hmm. That which I see in secret, I will reward openly. So he says this, obey now, <clears throat> keep working out or your deliverance with fear and trembling because we know that it's God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And we know that the whole world is being tested in Revelation 
10. Now, Pastor Knapp sent this on, uh, matter of fact, I even wrote it down, on 8-4-2020. I think it was about 9-something in the morning. And he said this, and he was quoting, uh, I don't, I don't want to mess the guy's name up, <laughs> but this is what he said. Prayer is the greatest and most far-reaching kindness, agape's most expression, and always possible proof. I'm going to read that again. Prayer is the greatest and most far-reaching kindness, agape's most expressive and always possible proof. So what did, what did we just read? Don't be concerned about your own interests, but be concerned about the interests of others. When we start to move into that, we're starting to enter into being perfected in love. And this is what this thing is really all about. This is what it's really all about because that's what God's all about. God is always concerned with the other. Now watch it. <clears throat> this goes so well with this verse. In Jude one twenty and 21, it says this. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most, watch it, holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Watch it. Keep yourself in the love of God waiting anxiously for the mercy of God or waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. That speaks so well of the quote that, that, I, that I just gave you. Now, some, way, some may say, um, some may say, well, when are you actually going to teach the Lord's Prayer? So, so what I mean by that, what I mean by that, when are you actually going to go into the, the actual scriptures of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 9 to 13, and also uh, the Lucan version in Luke 11, 2 to 4? <clears throat> and I was talking to Pastor Knapp about that, and I said to Pastor, I said, you know, Pastor, I said, I really... I really haven't, lit, I haven't really gotten into the prayer itself. I haven't, I kind of went into it and came back out of it. And he said to me, as he always does, he always has some wisdom to give you. And I love, I love talking to him because he always gives you some wisdom. And he said, what you're doing is you're building a scaffold. And you're building it around the prayer. And then it hit me and I said, oh, that's one of them things that make you want to say, hmm. And that's exactly what, and, and I, didn't realize, I didn't even realize, but that's what the Holy Spirit's doing. In other words, he's going around the prayer, and then we're going to end up going back into the prayer, and then, and then it'll, it'll, it'll lighten up. You'll say, oh, wow. But, but I got a couple comments that I want to make, that, that I want to make about that. And, and, and kind of the seed thought came from what, what Pastor said about a divine scaffold. And, and, and there's, a, there's a scripture in that in, in, in Psalms 127.1, except the Lord build the house, them that labor labor in vain that build it. First of all, <clears throat> let me say this. The Lord's Prayer is a model prayer. And watch it, watch it. 
and the foundation for all prayers. Hmm. So I, I have been teaching the Lord's Prayer. Let me say something, let me say a couple other things about that. It is the prayer for God's love for the world. Hmm. The very person, now watch it, the prayer itself speaks of the very person of Jesus Christ. The prayer has the insights of the universal saving significance of Jesus Christ and the universal impact of the cross. Hmm. Now I'm going to make another statement. Check out Paul's prayers. And Paul, 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 like, what Paul would do was, Paul would be writing scripture and then, bam, all of a sudden, he'd just bust out in a prayer. He'd be writing, if you go into Ephesians, you go into Colossians, one minute he's writing scripture, then all of a sudden, bam, he just bust out in a prayer. But if you, if you examine his prayers, his prayers came from the model. Hmm. And for any other reason, anytime you pray, guess where you start? Our Father, which art in heaven, or our Father in the heavens. That's exactly where we start. And I, what I just told you, um, for the ex- exception of the last two, we talked about that in my first message um, since um, Pastor, uh, when Pam had her, her surgery, um, and that was characteristic four, six, and nine. And that's what we were talking about, the characteristics. We're still talking about the characteristics of the Lord's Prayer. Now, Darrell W. Johnson has been a godsend. And I've been telling everybody, if you get a chance to get this book, um, and it's a little thin book. It's a good read. It's an excellent read. And I've been stealing stuff from this book. I've been, I'm talking about, I mean, pretty much this, 11, 11 messages pretty much came from that, from that book. And the Holy Spirit, of course, the Holy Spirit adds, he adds, uh, he puts some teeth into it, you know, puts some more teeth into it. Let me say that. Not, 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 not that. But the, the book is called 57 Words That Changed the World, um, A Journey Through the Lord's Prayer. And it is an excellent read. It's an excellent read. Uh, but I want to get into characteristic 13. I think last time we, we left off at 11. But characteristic 13, and the Lord's Prayer is God's wonderful gift because in it, Jesus, now watch it, Jesus grants us what Blaise Pascal, I figured I got the, I got the last name before I got to my notes, Blaise Pascal called the dignity of causality. That sounds very impressive, doesn't it? We have to try to explain what that means. The dignity of causality. I said, I could have called that. I could have said, I have a message and it's called the dignity of causality. But that's, that, that's, that's um, so I got a lot of seed thought. Um, now, I call this guy uh, Blaze the Glory 2. Because we, we, we were blessed to, to, to be in the presence of Blaze the Glory 1. 
and he, 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 was, he was part of our fellowship. And the Lord's going to say to him one day, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will make you rulers over many. I don't know if you remember Blaze or not, but, but he was a precious brother in the Lord. Um, but I got this seed thought. It was called uh, Article from the um, Bold Workshop. Uh, the dignity of causality. Much seed thought come from this. So let me, let, me, let me explain, first of all, what the word dignity means. Let's get into the word dignity. Dignity, <clears throat> and I added something to the end of this definition. Um, our inherent value and worth as human beings. And this is what I added created in the image of God. And I'll repeat that definition. Our inherent value and worth as human beings created in the image of God. Causality. Now watch it. The relation of cause and effect. The relationship between cause and effect. So let me put both, both of them together. <clears throat> Our inherent value and worth as a human being created in the image of God, the relationship of cause and effects affect the relationship between cause and effect. Now watch it. First point. One reason why we pray is because God wants us to be intimately involved in the building of his kingdom on earth. That's part of the Lord's prayer. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, see our, problem, our problem with praying the Lord's Prayer, only thing we've done with that is basically pray, prayed it by rote and never really got into what the Lord was really trying to say there. And that's what we do. We just, uh, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We just go through it, and we, and, and we never really think about what the Lord is saying. But for some reason, um, the Lord decided, you know what, wake up. He said it to me. And, 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 and look at this because this thing is powerful. This thing, as he said, 57 words that can change the world, I believe it. Hmm. <clears throat> so one reason why we play, pray, 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 is because God wants us to be intimately involved in the building of his kingdom on earth. He wants us, watch it, he wants us to intercede for people and situations. In other words, don't be concerned with your own interests, but be concerned, perhaps, with the interests of others. Hmm. The ultimate expression of love. Keep yourself in the love of God, praying in the Holy Spirit, looking for the mercy of God unto eternal life. Hmm. He wants to imagine, 
imagine what would have happened in this country if we just obeyed the mandate to pray for those who are in authority. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about Bible toting, as we ever want to call, filled with the Holy Ghost or whatever they want to say, believers. And, and, and I hate to say it. I hate to say it. We are the worst at it. And it's like bittersweet. You're, you're having a conversation with somebody, and then all of a sudden, well, you know that guy that's in there. Ho, 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 ho. Did you miss class or something? Aren't we supposed to pray for those who are in authority? Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but. Imagine that. Imagine what our nation would be like. That we would live a, here's the promise, watch it, that we would live a quiet and peaceful life. Mm. That's what God said if we pray for those that are in authority. That's what God said. I'm getting a little preachy on you. Now watch it. He wants us to intercede for people and situations. Now watch it. To see him respond abundantly to our requests and to glorify him for his goodness and love. Who? Jude, go back to it, Jude 1 20, 21. Now watch it. Ephesians 3 20. <clears throat> after Paul, after Paul, now watch it. After Paul prayed the ultimate prayer of love. He said this. Now unto him who was able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we could ask to think according, watch it, according to the power, the cause and effect, according to the power that is at work in us. Watch it. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. Now watch it what he says. To all generations. And then if you go to the beginning of the prayer, he says this. I bow my knee to the Father. Here it is. There's the, oh, well, you're, not, you're not teaching the Lord's Prayer. Here it is. I bow my knee to the Father. That's what Paul says. I bow my knee to the Father and to, to whom every name on heaven and earth derives its name. Probably misquoted that. And then he goes on and he, and he prays a beautiful prayer of love that you be strengthened with might by his spirit in the enemy. What do you think he's praying? He's praying for the kingdom to come. That Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. That you be rooted and grounded in love. Be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth of the love of God. And to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What do you think? <coughs> Excuse me. What do you think he's praying? Where do you think he got that from? Hmm. Do we dare to believe God for such a time as this, as his believer priests? Hmm. Getting a little fired up here. In other words, here's another principle. In other words, God wants us to experience a direct link between our prayers and his actions. To know 
that our prayers caused him to act. Mm. Somebody asked me the question. Well, I don't even know why we pray because God already knows what's going to happen. I'm sitting there thinking, well, if that's the case, why did he tell us to pray? Hmm. And watch what Jesus said to that statement. Let me read that statement again. In other words, God wants us to experience a direct link between our prayers and his actions to know that our prayers cause him to act. In um, 1 John 2.5, and I want you to conflate that with John 15, 7, 8, and 9. And I'm going to read this. Now watch it. 1 John 2.5 says this. But whosoever, watch it, whosoever keeps his word, maybe, maybe, just maybe, that's the reason why we don't pray, because we're not interested in the word. Whosoever keeps his word, in him, the love of God is truly been perfected. Oh, that's how it happens. Because that love of God has been shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit, which has been given unto us in Romans 5, 5. By this, we know that we are in him. What do you mean we know that we're in him? Why? Because we love. Mm. Conflate it with John 15, 7, 8, and 9. It says, if you remain or you abide. If you abide, which means, now, and I like this. I like this, I like this definition, mino, mino. If you abide, it and, and what I like, not to perish. Hmm. Not to perish. Endure. Not to depart. To continue in. Unite it with me. Watch it. And my words with you. Then. Whosoever keeps his word in him, the love of God is perfected. If you abide in me and my words abide in you and my words abide in you, then ask whatever you will. Why? Because whatever you will is what I will. Hmm. And it will be done for you. Why? Because what you will is what I will. What are you praying? What do you think Paul prayed when he prayed? Do you think he was praying his will? Paul was praying the word of God back to him. But if you don't have the word of God, what, 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 what are you praying? And, and let me tell you something else. And if you're not asking the Holy Spirit to teach you how to pray, then what are you praying? Hmm. And then we end up like the guy that I talked about last time. I thank God that I am not like other men. We enter into a, and this is what the world, this is the world system. I'm going to get into that. This is the world system. The world system operates on a relative righteousness, not the righteousness of Jesus Christ, a relative righteousness. This, this whole campaign thing that's going on right now, watch it. It's a relative righteousness. See, I don't do that, but he does that, and she does that, and so on and so on. That's the world. And now, now, now the world's involved in, the world's involved in a relative righteousness. The church, church is doing that too. But the world, that's what the world does, a relative righteousness. Hmm. And, and watch this. This is how my father is glorified. 
and bearing much fruit. What fruit? What's he talking about? Are we talking about the fruit of answered prayer? Hmm. This is how you will prove you are my disciples. Just as my father have, has loved me. Oh, here it goes. We go back to love again. We go back to love again. I too have loved you. So watch this. So stay in my love. What did, what did, what did, what did Jude, Jude 121? Keep yourself in the love of God, praying in the Holy Spirit. So stay in my love. Hmm. What are we talking about? The dignity of causality. Hmm. Watch it. God honors us. He shows us dignity and purpose in our lives by giving us. <laughs> oh, I love this one. By giving us the right to come boldly before the throne of grace. I'm going to say that one again. I'm, I'm keeping, keeping tabs here. I don't even think I knew where I started at, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. God honors us. He showers dignity and purpose on our lives by giving us the right to come boldly <clears throat> before the throne of grace. And we said on last time, because, uh, you know, in the parables, if you, take, uh, if you take Luke 11 and Luke 18, they're kinda, there's kind of like a, par- there's a, there's a, there's a parallel between the two. And, and, and it's really a beautiful thing. But what it is, is about perseverance in prayer. And we talked about that if you want to listen to the last message. But I'm going to get more into that because we're going to go move to another, to another area. Um, so it's about, it's about perseverance in prayer. prayer. And, and I think it was Kenneth Bailey that called it, watch it, he called it a shameless boldness. A shameless boldness to come boldly before the throne of grace to find grace to help in the time of need. And it says, therefore, and I love this, therefore, and, and Hebrews, uh, for, and let me tell you something. I, I, I'm going to do a little commercial here. Pastor Knapp's been doing an outstanding job in, in the Hebrews series. And, 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 if, if there, and I'll say this. If there was any book that needed to be taught at uh, such a time as this, it's the book of Hebrews. Spot on. Therefore, in, in Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, he said, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not know what I love this. I love this because, see, he said, see, he's so concerned about the other. He said when they had, when they had the pre, predetermined council, you know, and, and he said, I'll go. I'll go. I'll leave all this. That's what the kenosis prescription is really all about. I'll leave all this. And I will become what they are. Because, see, that's what love does. Love loves his neighbor as himself. And what that literally means is that you take the place of your neighbor. That's what God did. Our God did that. That's what our God did. And that's, this is what the Hebrew writers are really saying. Hmm. We do not have a high priest incapable of sympathizing with our weaknesses. Why? Because he who knew no sin was made to be sin. But with, but one who was tempted in every way, just as we were, but without sin. 
in his walk. Therefore, let us confidently, confidently, come boldly, approach the throne of grace. Now watch this. So, so you're not teaching the Lord's Prayer? <laughs> if you come boldly before the throne of grace, guess what you say? Our Father, which is in the heavens. Well, who made that possible? Jesus Christ did. Hmm. Our Father which is in the heavens. So we come boldly before the throne of grace to receive, watch this, to receive mercy and find grace whenever we need help. Oh my God, do we need help now? We need help. Lord, we need help. Lord, heal our land. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence or boldness, this is in Hebrews 10, 19, 21, to enter into the sanctuary, the holy place, by the blood of Jesus, by a, I love this, a fresh and living way that he inaugurated for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. See, in, in, in Jeremiah seventeen twelve, it says, a glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Hmm. Okay, I think we're doing pretty good time-wise. Here's another, here's another principle. Too often, <clears throat> we feel powerless. And, and, and actually, you know what, when you think about that, we, we probably should because we have no power. But let me say this. What do we do with it? Hmm. What do you do with your weakness? Hmm. I was thinking today, <clears throat> uh, we had the rainstorm, so we didn't have any electricity here. And then when the opportunity came up, when the opportunity came up to be able to speak, I was feeling like, I was feeling tired. I was like, I said, you know, I've been kind of like at it all day. Got up real early in the morning. And I'm thinking, so then I, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, did I, you know, when I, when I said I would come, I, I, I was thinking, I said, well, did, did I, um, did I kind of like jump the gun on you? Well, I was supposed to come early in the morning. I was supposed to come like 11 o'clock. And I said, I said to the Lord, I said, did I, did I like jump the gun on you, you know? And, and I, and I, and I just paused and I waited, I waited. I said, well, maybe I should, maybe I should, I said, maybe, maybe I should do it tomorrow morning when, when I am fresher, you know, I got a little more, you know, I, you know, I get my little sleep in and then I, something like that. and you know, what the Lord said, you know, he said to me, he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Yes, sir. We'll do it this evening. So that's my question. So what do you do with your weakness? Hmm. You give up. Or do you run too? Mm. <laughs> do you give up? Or do you run too? So, so too often we feel powerless. In this world, spectators to events that deny God and reject his love. Hmm. You, ever, you ever sense that? <clears throat> we, we become, watch it. We become discouraged because sometimes, sometimes you just, you know, you lay down at night and you say, oh, my God, Lord, 
there's so many things, there, there's so many things that are wrong. So that's why you need the Holy Spirit to zero in on, all right, so, so, so what, what should I pray? So I say to the Lord, what, what, what do I need to pray tonight? What do I need to pray? Who do I need to pray for? Because there's so many things that you see that's going on. And then the Holy Spirit will zero you in on the exact um, person or place or thing that you need to pray for. So we become discouraged, tempted to believe that, watch it, tempted to believe that God does not hear us. Oh, the enemy loves to tell you that. Hmm. He loves to tell you that. <coughs> I'm getting a Baptist on you. And will not respond to our prayers. Hmm. And I think I got this from the uh, believer's commentary. Um, he said this. There are times when our faith must learn a deeper rest. And trust God's silence when he does not speak on our timetable. Example. See. I had, I had, this young, young man said that he had an abundance of revelation. I better call Paul. I had an abundance of revelation. And, and for some reason, God gave me a thorn in the flesh. And I, he said, I besought the Lord three times. So that means the first two times, he ain't get an answer. Because <laughs> see, we live in a McDonald's age. And the McDonald's age is like you just go through the drive-thru and you go ahead and you, I think I was talking to Brian about this, and you go ahead and you order your quarter pounder with cheese. And as a matter of fact, we had one today. We had, I got a quarter pounder with cheese. We just go and get it, and it's just like it's right there. You know, you don't necessarily have to wait for it. And God forbid that we got to wait for it. With my quarter pounder with cheese, I, I ordered it about three minutes ago. I want it, like that guy in the commercial, he says, I want my money, and I want it now. J.D. Whitworth, 877-CASH-NOW. Hmm. Give me my money, and I want it now. That's what we, we're in a now society. Give it to me now. So let me say this. There are times <clears throat> when our faith must learn a deeper rest. I think I said this on my, I said this in the last message, I think, but it, it's safe. It's safe. It's not burdensome, and it's safe. And trust God's silence when he does not speak on our timetable and our example. And you know what God said to Paul? He said, he, he got his answer, and his answer was, my grace is sufficient. See, here, here's, here, here it is. See, Paul, my strength is made purpose. Uh, my, my, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You know, Paul said, Paul said, wow. So then I guess now I'll glory in my weakness so that Christ's strength will come upon me. Wow. Ain't too many folk like that. Hmm. Let me give you another example. Mm. 
I go on and on. And um, and, and 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 I and I did this before, but it's good. It's good because I think I think we need to hear it again. We need to hear it again. In in Isaiah forty twenty seven to thirty one, the the northern kingdom, the nor- northern kingdom was was already exiled to Assyria. And and and, and people people they, they read the, the the one part of the verse, but they don't read the the beginning of it to, to try to get the setup as to what the Lord was saying. So 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 in Isaiah forty twenty seven, this is Isaiah asked the question. He says, "Why do you say, O Jacob?" And Jacob speaks of the northern the the, the, northern, the northern tribes, and he says, "And and speak, O Israel," and that speaks of the southern tribes. I think I got that right. Excuse me. And he says this, my way, this is what, he's asking a question. Let me say it again. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? And you say this, my way is hid from the Lord. And my just claim has passed over by my God. He's not listening to what we're saying. Don't you see we're in exile? Don't you understand? Don't you understand, Lord? There's a coronavirus going on right now. Don't you understand that? And we want a solution now. Hmm. And he says, Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, he, go, he, goes, he, goes, he goes into a spot where, you know what? See, he's the creator of the ends of the earth. So, so what's your problem? What, what, you, you want to tell me what's your problem? Don't you know who you're dealing with? He's the creator of the ends of the earth. Hmm. Don't get no bigger than that. And also, let me say this. He's the savior of the world. And see, (laughs) neither does he faint nor grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. See, he gives... (laughs) Here it is. He gives power to the faint. And to them who have no might, he increases strength. Wow, that's what I said. What are you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? Was that song, what you going to do when they come for you? Well, that's what I'm asking. What you going to do? You going you gonna to run away or you going to run too? Hmm. But those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. As he does that all the time. Therefore, I, 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 Paul said, I, I glory, I glory in my weaknesses. Because when I'm weak, I'm strong. See, when I'm weak, I'm strong. See, that's the way God operates. You don't understand that. That's the way he operates. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. <laughs> You ever see eagle fly? <laughs> Just one flap. Effortless. 
That's the way the Holy Spirit wants to be in your life. Just one flap. Here I am, Lord. Just glide for miles. And you know another thing about an eagle? Now I'm thinking about the Holy Spirit brought this back to me. Eagle could be so many miles up in the sky and he can look down and he can see a rabbit. <clears throat> they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And he says even the youth, I, I kind of skip through, so even the youth, in, in the youth, will, they'll, they'll, they'll get weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. That's what happens when we try to do it in our own strength. Huh. I would have, and, and the psalmist picks it up. The, the psalmist picks it up in, in Psalms 27, 13. Lord, where are we going to go? Because I'm running out of time. The psalm picks it up in Psalms 27, 13, and 14. He said, I would have despaired. I would have fainted. I would have fainted. I would have fainted. In Psalms 30, uh, 27, 13, 14, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he says, wait. Wait on the Lord, Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. And then he says again, because maybe perhaps you didn't hear him the first time, he says, wait on the Lord. Hmm. I got to blow my nose, excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh. The, the, the Tanakh Bible says this. Had I not, had I not the assurance that I would enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm. Hmm. Lord, do we want to go there? In Numbers 21.9, no, Numbers 21.9, well, actually Numbers 21.4, the Bible says, that they got discouraged. <laughs> Watch this. This is, a, this is a beautiful picture of what's going on in our country right now. The Bible says that they got discouraged because of the way. And, and what they did is what people do all the time. Well, we got to find a scapegoat. You know, so, so, so what they did was, was the Bible says that they, 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 they spoke against God and they spoke against Moses. Hmm. You know what? The, the Lord really um, is not, let me say it this way. The Lord is not pleased with that. Because first of all, he told us to pray for those who are in authority. He's not really pleased with that. And you know what the Bible says he did? The Lord sent fiery serpents. Hmm. Is there, is there a possible connection there? But then, but then this is worldwide. Hmm. It's something to think about. The Lord sent fiery serpents, and it bit the people. Then after that took place, then they went back to Moses, and they said, well, what are we going to do? And the Lord told Moses, put a serpent up on the pole, and whosoever looks at it shall live. Hmm. So let me say this. The cure for the disease is the serpent on a pole. Hmm. We get a chance, read John 3, 14 to 17. 
just as Moses, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up, and whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. For God so loved the world, for God so loved the world. See, the cure for the disease, the cure for the disease, United States of America, the cure for the disease in the world is the serpent on the pole. He who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You want to look, you want to look to Washington, D.C.? You're looking in the wrong spot. The cure for the disease is the serpent on the pole. And nobody says anything about John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him would be saved. Oh, we don't say that one. And when he was talking about that, he wasn't talking about the afterlife. He was talking about thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hmm. Ooh, getting fired up here now. So let us, let us, let us, let us, let us in, in, in uh, no, I'm waxing Baptist, forgive me, forgive me, uh, in, in Hebrews 12, uh, 1b. Let us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us and, and run, watch it, and run with endurance the race that lies ahead. Looking unto Jesus, the author or the source and the perfecter of our faith for who for the joy see the solution the solution to the or the cure for the disease is the serpent on the pole looking unto Jesus the author the perfecter and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him ignored died on the cross and despised the same he sat down who he endured the cross. I'm sorry. He endured. I'm getting ahead of myself. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now watch this. For consider him who endured such hostility of sinners against himself so that you won't grow weary in your heart. Hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You know what? And it's funny because the enemy always comes and he always tells me, I have, I have this message here, I, I got, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to brag, but it's just, it just, it's just God, when God starts giving you stuff, it's endless. And, and Pauletta will even say, she'll say, well, when are you done? I said, well, I'm never done. I'm never done. You just keep writing. You just keep writing. You just keep writing. So, so the enemy comes and he says, well, you got, you got this. You, 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 you're only going to be up there 15 minutes. You ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, 15 minutes, you know. And the Lord said to me, he said, you know what? I'm going to show you exactly where you're going to probably end this, end this message. I said, thank you. Are you here? Are you, oh, you, I'm you, don't, you don't know. You don't know the things that you go through before and the things you go through. Did you say that? I said, I'm, I'm like Urkel. Did I say that? Then the enemy comes along and he tries to say, yeah, you said that. You know, you know what you didn't do? You didn't do that, you know, and you said this about that. And you got that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to probably end with this because this is this is this is because I'm going to probably end with a question. That's good. We'll do that. We'll do that. So watch this. By the grace of God, and I emphasize that 
by the grace of God. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.10. I am. I am what I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. I, I labored more abundantly than they all, but it was not I. It was the grace of God that was with me. I love that verse. I love that verse. I love that verse. So by the grace of God, through our prayers and living a higher integration of human living in Christ Jesus, watch it, we participate in the work of the kingdom now. This is where the church is missing it. See, the church, the church is so busy climbing on the upside of the mountain that they're trying to make their, I'm trying to do, and they wrote a song about it, which is really sad. I'm, I, they didn't know. They didn't know. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm trying my best to make it in. What we don't realize is because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, we're all in. Wake up. We're all in. You know what my testimony is? My testimony used to be back in 1976 when I was walking around the track in Indiana, Pennsylvania, because Pauletta was going to school there, and I'm walking around the track, and my old testimony was that's when I got saved. No, 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 no. That's not when I got saved. I got saved when Jesus said to tell us die. And, and, and in 1976, it pleased the Lord to reveal himself to me. It took me all this time to realize that. That's my testimony. I got saved. Who am I? Well, I got saved back in 1902. Hmm. We all got saved in A.D. 30. Hmm. Yeah, but, but you got to live a certain way. Yeah, really? 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 You, you're, you're, you know what? You're a Pharisee. And you, you have relative righteousness because you're saying, I'm glad I'm not like other men. Hmm. Let me get to this. Let me get this. I'm almost done. Almost done. I'm, I'm going to finish up on this. And I'm going I'm to close with a question. I think I'm going to close with a question. So by the grace of God, through our prayers and living the higher integration of human living in Christ, we participate in the work of the kingdom now. I want to emphasize that. <coughs> we see God responding to our requests, we will know, watch it, we will know the dignity that comes from being kings and priests. Hmm. Revelation 5, Revelation 1, 5 and 6, from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn. Brian's doing an excellent job on the firstborn. The firstborn um, from the dead. And the ruler and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loved us. And in Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved them with an everlasting love and is with loving kindness that I have drawn them. It's all about love. To him who loved us and set us free from our sins by his blood. And watch it, and made us a kingdom, priests, to our God and Father. To him be the glory 
The dignity of causality, you remember what we said? That God gets the glory for prayers, right? Dominion forever and ever, amen. Conflate that with 1 Peter 2, 5, and then verse 9. It says this, you yourselves are living stones, are built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood and to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. In verse 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that you may proclaim the virtues of him who called you from darkness into his marvelous light. And, and that word is arete, and it means, and in, in, in God's word to the nation, I like what they say, tell about the excellent qualities of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Supposed to be te- we're not supposed to be telling people, well, you know what, if you don't believe in this God, you're going to hell. That's not, that's not, that's not what he's talking about. That's not the excellent, you don't even know who, I don't even know, you're talking about the God of Moloch. That's not Yahweh. See, our God, Yahweh, saves. Moloch, he wants, he wants to burn children alive. We got, we got it mixed up. Hmm. Now watch it. Romans 1, 12. 12, 1. I'm sorry. Romans 12, 1. Brothers and sisters, in view of all that we, that's what I remember I just said. What did I just say? What did I just say? But it's amazing how the Holy Spirit brings it back. Remember what I just said what I, about the God of Moloch and the God of Yahweh? Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Brothers and sisters, in view of and I like this, God's word to the nation says this, uh, brothers and sisters, in view of all we have just shared about God's compassion in Romans 11.32, he shut up all in disobedience that he might have mercy on all. And then he busts out into a doxology <coughs> from 33 to 36. And then he says, uh, by the mercies of God, I encourage you to offer your bodies as living sacrifices dedicated to God and pleasing to him, which is your reasonable priestly service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So at such a time as this, that's why Isaiah said, go, my people, enter into your closets, shut the door, hide yourself for a little season until the anger of God has passed as his royal priesthood for such a time as this. Is that why he called us? Is that what we should be doing? Hmm. If you get a chance, read Matthew 6, 6 and Proverbs 35, 30 verse 5, 30 verse 5. Now I'm going to leave you with a question. This is the, oh, I know I'm running close here. I didn't see where I started from, so I, I might cheat a little bit. <clears throat> Isaiah 61, 6. Now watch it. This, 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 this verse intrigued me, and it says this. But you will be named the priest of the Lord. Priests with an S. It's amazing. It said it. That's what it said. It said the servants with an S of our God. You will have the wealth of the nations for your food, and you will be clothed 
with their glory. Let me ask you. I'm asked you. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you some questions. Here it is. Things that make you want to say, hmm, I'm going to close out with this. First of all, who is this first talking about? Hmm. Of course, I love, love questions. I like what Brian said. Brian said, you know what? If you don't ask questions, you're selling yourself short. I love what he said. He said that. He said that in his last message, as a matter of fact. Question two. <clears throat> Here's a question. Hmm. We as a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, in this current evil age, by the grace of God. Let me ask the question. What will we be in future world? Hmm. Hmm. Another question. What are these verses talking about? Let me give you a few. Let me give you a few. I'm going to close out with it. What, what 2 Timothy 2.12 says, if we, watch it, if we suffer with him, we will reign with him? Hmm. Mm. Revelation 2, verse 7. Revelation 2, verse 11. Revelation 2, verse 26. Revelation 3, verse 5. Revelation 3, verse 12. Revelation 3, verse 21. Matthew 25, 21. Thy good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rulers over many. Many who? Question. I've never seen such faith in, 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 in Matthew 8, 10 to 12. I've never seen such faith in all of Israel. <clears throat> but let me tell you something. They're going to be coming from the east and the west to sit down at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the children of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness while they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, see, there you go, Pastor. There you go. That's the hell. That's hell. Really? Well, well then let's, let's, let's go to, um, let's go to um, uh, Luke uh, 14, 23 to 24. And, and he said, go out in the hedges in the highway and compel them all to come. Fill my house up. Fill my house up. Fill my house up. He said, but you know what? The original, the original invitees, watch it, will not taste of my banquet. What banquet? Was that the banquet in time? Was that the banquet in eternity? If you go to Isaiah 25, the banquet in eternity is for all the people. Hmm. Is it a possibility that there's going to be quite a few people that are going to end up missing out on a whole age? Hmm. And when they come face to face with Jesus Christ, they're going to wish to God that I had to do it all over again. Just some thoughts. Father, <clears throat> once again, we thank you for your faithfulness. With stammering lips, Father, you are always faithful because you love your children. And even through a weak vessel, you communicate your word. So we praise you for that, Father. We praise you 
that your word will go forth in power and in demonstration for such a time as this. So I commit this word, the word of your grace, which is able to build us up and give us an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. We ask these and all the blessings in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.